Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Her name is Misha, Misha Montana. She's an actor. She's a director. And we're going to be talking about her one-year stroke anniversary and her deep love of Lord of the Rings. In this episode, I'm chatting with stroke survivor Misha Montana. Boom! Intro done! Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Lauren. And we are The, the Narrow Nerds. Nerds. Yes, that was a I feel pretty good. About, <laughs> I feel pretty good about that. Neuro nerds. Welcome to the Neuro Nerds. Said every single week. Mean it every single week. Very special episode. I have with me a very new homie. Now, when I say new friend, we have been friends now officially for less than 24 hours. Misha, I have with me my new dear friend, Misha Montana. How you doing, Misha? I'm good. I'm good. I'm so happy to be here and um, celebrate our newfound friendship. So I'm yes. just super excited. It, it, it's, it's wild. We were just discussing off air how we had just recently met, yet... I feel like we've known each other like a really long time. There's something about this shared brain injury experience that just connects us on a level that's like, it's indescribable. 100%. It's our community, like your family bond. As soon as you meet someone, every time someone reaches out to me, which a lot of people do about their stories and they want to share, you know, that they're a survivor and you just immediately like, it clicks like that bond just sparks, you know, inside of you. It's, it is, it's indescribable like that. You'll, no one will ever understand the things that we understand. And there's comfort in knowing that other people know they actually understand you. Like they actually relate completely and it's it, the best feeling ever. <laughs> it's an understanding on a level that your family and your friends and your closest people will never understand because no. having a brain injury, is not something that I can describe to you. It's not something yeah. that I can say, this is what it feels like we can try but it it pales in comparison to what it's truly like. So that being said, how are you part of this amazing community? Last year, I, my year anniversary is coming up on the 14th. Um, I was 
in Susanville, California, which is like two hours outside of Reno, Nevada, in the middle of like absolute nowhere. Like nowhere. Would never be. Of course, of course. Like that's when things like this happen, right? They don't happen just like normally, like near a hospital. So I was out there and I noticed my, I couldn't talk first. And then the face, like my face started drooping. I lost all control of the right side of my my mouth, my face, my eye, uh, my right hand and arm went completely numb and locked up and I couldn't open my hand. I thought at the time that it was like maybe an allergy to food we had had in Susanville, California, because you never know, you know, we had some uh, fish and it's nowhere near an ocean kind of place. I thought it was an allergic reaction. And of course you Google it. And the first thing that pops up is, is a stroke symptoms. You need to go to the hospital. And I was like, there's just no way. There's no way I'm having a stroke. Right. So I didn't go. Uh, I waited about nine hours. And then I was like panicking the next day. And I was like, I think I should go and just check this out. And immediately they were like, yeah, you're having a stroke. I'm like, really? Sure. Are you sure? <laughs> so by that time, this is nine hours later. Nine right? hours later. And I'm, I'm assuming the, the deficits have gotten significantly worse. Yes. By that time, it was like getting physically, it was getting worse. But then mentally, I was starting to panic. And I was like, there's definitely something wrong. But this is not normal. And like, you know, I don't know what your experience was, but it really wasn't so dramatic. You know, you have like, it's like, I can't open my hand. My face is kind of numb. It's not like excruciatingly painful. You know, there's not... Although it's like, I have to go, I'm having a heart attack right now. It, there were kind of like these insidious type symptoms that you get, but you know, deep down that something serious is wrong. Right. So when I, I drove myself two hours. Oh my God. Um, so <laughs> I, and I'm driving like 90 miles an hour, just like, oh, I'm freaking out. And I still was in shock because I was like, I couldn't understand why I would have a stroke. I'm, I was 31 years old at the time. And I'm like, how am I having a stroke? That doesn't make any sense. Come to find out, it made sense because I had gotten the COVID-19 vaccine about a month prior. I had had COVID shortly before that. Mm-hmm. And then on the second dose, a week after I got my second dose of the vaccine, I had a stroke. Oof. And they, it's such a, cra- it's such a crazy that you're just like, what? They determined that I had blood clots. Mm-hmm. From either there were conflicting theories between COVID and the vaccine, right? Which depends on who you ask. But <laughs> the a clot was formed, went to my heart, and I had a PFO, which PFO. is hole in the heart. So it the- shot right to my brain. So all these things that you didn't even know before, too. It's like it was a lot to process. It's like, wait, I, I'm having a stroke. Um, I have a hole in my heart. What's right. happening here? There's a blood clot in my brain. <laughs> wow. So it was just like, it was a series of unfortunate events. It was. It truly was. It was and just they, like shocking and they one, shocking after another. They couldn't uh, determine whether it was the vaccine or COVID because both of them, as far as I understand, cause blood clots. Right. So it was just like, well, it was one of the two. One of the other. <laughs> and that's why, I, I mean, I have a hard time with it because it makes more sense it would be the vaccine because of the proximity to like when Mm -hmm. i had it but you know 
who really knows? <laughs> right. It's it just so happens to be one of those things, you know. It it's yeah. and the fact that it was a, it was a PFO, which is basically the hole in your heart that we're all born with, and it just never seals. So yours just stayed. Open. Okay. And the only reason you know that is because you had your stroke. You could have yeah. gone the rest of your life not even knowing. Yeah. And I think it's what, like a quarter of the population walks around just like fine. Massive goes, amount. Yeah. Massive amount that they don't even know. So with PFO, same thing with like AVMs, uh, AVM uh, anterior ventricular. Oh, is it your ear? Malformations. Uh, it, it's basically like a, it's like a, a, a cluster um, that you have in your brain, like so many of us are walking around with those oh. because there's no issues. And then some of some of us, like it'll like it'll explode and stop blood flow to the brain. You have a stroke and it's like, oh, yeah, this person has an AVM. But there's a huge portion of the population that actually just has them floating around. will never know the rest yeah. of their lives. Same thing yeah. with the PFO. Yeah, it's insane. It's it, like it, the fun, weird things about your body that you had no idea. <laughs> right. It's what makes you you. It makes you unique. Yeah. Um, so. You went to the hospital nine hours later. Yes. They and were, you drove yourself. Yeah. They're also okay. just pleased about that. They're like, uh, really? <laughs> like, really? I, I got to tell you, over here, I'm not thrilled about it, but I mean, I understand well, it, too. Um, I, I had, you know, denial, first of all. Of, of course. Of course. Well, now, let me ask you a question. Are Were you somebody that went to the doctor to begin with, or were you like, I just don't want to go? Um, I, I really don't like going, and I wasn't going to go. Um, I was encouraged to go, um, by everyone around me and who I called and who I was talking to, who said that you absolutely, you need to go. The person I was with was like, I'm going to take you to the hospital. I think you have a stroke. And I was like, get out. <laughs> no. Did you know what a stroke was before you had your stroke? So it, that's an interesting question because n not really. I mean, I thought, you know, and I think that's such an interesting topic to bring up because, most people really don't know what like strokes are or like what the symptoms are. As uh, I think one of the most notable ones that I've ever seen was the girl on um, TV that mm -hmm. you know was confused and she was uh, she was a news anchor and she was yeah. in the middle of her report just you know gibberish came out right. and they later said you know she had a stroke. But I don't think the general population really has a good myself included at the time. Now we're, we're experts uh, through experience, but, you know, I don't think the general population has quite an idea of what it's like to have a stroke, like, or seeing people have strokes. I don't you know, think they do. This is why I think, you know, we have to talk about this a lot more often. I right. didn't know what a stroke was until I had a stroke. Mm -hmm. I was always under the assumption that a stroke was a heart attack. That's what it yeah. is. Oh, it was a heart yeah. attack. And it happens to old people. That's that's all I knew about strokes. I had no idea that there was this giant chunk of the population that can have strokes. I have met in my I'm going on six years post stroke. I, I have met like the most amazing people, which is amazing. So many pediatric stroke survivors. I met for the first time a few weeks ago. Well, now it's like a couple months ago. Uh, my first uh, stroke survivor that had their stroke in utero. So this is someone who was not even in this earth yet. They were still in their mother's stomach and they had a stroke, which I didn't even think was possible. That wasn't even on my radar. So whenever- My son had that. Seriously. That, that was one of the, but I still didn't understand like what it was. He had cerebral palsy mm -hmm. and he had a stroke and mine was on the left, his was on the right side, uh, frontal lobe of his brain. So that's what they determined that he had a stroke prior to birth. So it was, like I said, in utero. 
Isn't that crazy? Thank you to our amazing community on Patreon for supporting this podcast. You can support us too and get different perks and gifts depending on which Neuro Jedi tier you sign up for. For example, if you're on our Neuro Padawan $5 tier, then you're probably listening to this episode a day early before it's public release. Your support helps us grow and continue to create this podcast. Plus, a portion of the proceeds go to a different cause or individual in the brain injury survivor community each month. Sign up at patreon.com slash the neuro nerds. That is amazing. Yeah. What now was uh, the cerebral palsy a result of the stroke? Yes. yes. That's unfortunate. You know what? It's a little warrior kid, warrior mom, oh, yeah. warrior child. Oh, yeah. Well, that's why it was so like it's such a strange, like, it comes around full circle, you know? Right. It's like, speaking of the child now, there it is. <laughs> and he shut up. <laughs> it's like, you know, on those newscasts when people are broadcasting from home. The, the ones that crack me up is where they have like the other person and they grab them and they snatch them out yeah, of there. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what should be happening here in a minute. Waiting for the person <laughs> to come and drag away. You know what's amazing about that? Oh, no worries. Take your time. I'm so sorry. It's all good. I'm not he loves this is my office and he like he loves being in here it's just like well i'll 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 tell you why great lighting (laughs) i know i love it like it's just an afternoon it's fabulous so he comes and hangs out with me and of course he just got back from school so he's Mm -hmm. I apologize, but yes. Hey, hey if I was getting back from school, I would be crying too. I, I know he had a long, he had a long day. He was up working with me late last night too, so there's all kinds of issues. Of course, he's just gonna keep screaming. And like, I'm, I'm have a detached garage slash office, mm-hmm. so I'm hoping that his babysitter can handle that. That's oh, okay. If you need to handle whatever you need to, like we're so we're, we're all good. That's okay. Just, no worries. Here, I'm screaming in the background. Remember, we've known each other for less than 24 hours, that's but we've right, known each other right. forever. That's right. That's, let me go. Just, <laughs> sorry, I'm so sorry. That's okay. No, 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 no apologies needed that's at all. So, broke my so life. You, I tell you. Hey, th- this is exactly what it is. This is life. You know. Yeah, um, this is your life. Son, stroke survivor in utero. Yeah. Mother, stroke survivor. You guys are yeah. like a family meant for advocacy. Seriously, right? You know, you were like, you were considered a very young stroke survivor, and your son, oh my gosh, is like such a small percentage of stroke survivors out there. You guys yeah. are both living proof that stroke can happen to anyone, any place, any time. There, yeah. there's no, well, it won't happen to me. That just that no. doesn't exist. You know, it doesn't discriminate too. Like you, I like you said previously, you mostly think that it's older people or people that are sick or. That's really the only two that I ever thought. Because if you see the commercials for the pharmaceuticals where it's like, you know, stroke is always the, you know, side effect. But it's something like Cialis or one of the medications that younger people wouldn't necessarily use potentially. So, yeah, your perception of what stroke is, it's not accurate. Um, That's why I think it's so great to um, be an advocate, you know, for Mm -hmm. stroke awareness. And we are living proof that. It, it, it can happen to me. It can happen to you. Um, we're relatively healthy human beings, younger, right. not, and it's scary. And the damages are permanent. Yeah. I don't know what kind of deficits you have, but my, as you mentioned, memory, which I nail on the head on that one. I can't yeah. remember 
anything like mm-hmm. and just your the your, the way you think changes also because your brain's affected so how you perceive the world and process things is totally different it's like there's a shadow over everything right. all the time you, the you're like you, you i say all the time i woke up in a brand new body and i mm-hmm. woke up in a brand new brain like mm-hmm. i i really feel like you know we were reborn yeah the way we think the way we process is completely different you know right. it's it's everything it's it's i kind of refer to like if we drop a computer the computer works right. still but it's just it does it's not as fast it doesn't get yeah, there exactly. as quickly you know yeah. so it it's that's what it is like uh, we have a little bit of a a, a glitchy brain but mm-hmm. the more we work it the better it's going to be you're still and i can't stress this enough you're so early in your recovery yeah. you're so early you know, and I'm also thankful that you came on the show because you're celebrating one year. This yeah. is a big deal. This episode will come out on your one year stroke anniversary, which for me, it's the best day of the year. My stroke anniversary, I, I don't celebrate birthday. Like I don't celebrate my birthday. I just no. never have. No. My stroke anniversary, I rage. <laughs> it's, ah, it's, it's, it's a rebirth. So my suggestion to you, I tell this to everybody who's celebrating or who doesn't celebrate their stroke anniversary. Do something on that day for you. It's your day. You can do anything, everything, or nothing, but it's your day. So my suggestion would be do something that you couldn't do when you were in the hospital. Go yeah. for a walk in nature maybe. You know, do something that you just that brings you some kind of joy. Be around friends, family. Be by yourself. Do whatever it is that you want to do because that day is your day and it's a day to celebrate. And I hope you do celebrate. Oh, I celebrate. I celebrate. I like to celebrate every day. <laughs> That's like, I literally am fully into that mindset where I think that, and even immediately after it happened, I never had, I mean, you have fear, obviously, uncertainty about the future. Or, I, mean, I didn't know. And for my job, if my mouth and hands don't work, I have a problem. That was a serious <laughs> issue. It's actually funny because the New York Post picked up that, that story because I made a comment that I couldn't do left-handed hand jobs anymore. Right? I could. I have to do left-handed hand jobs now because I had stroke and I couldn't use my hand. So there were all these real, you know, concerns with it. But I never lost sight of the light at the end of the tunnel. Like I was always positive. I always had this really upbeat, positive mindset, which I think is important for healing and just in life in general, I have that outlook on it. And it's easy, you know, when you're in these tragic life-changing events to get sucked into, you know, I miss my old life. I do, you know, I miss who I was. I miss, you know, (laughs) Not being able to like have or having to write things down just to remember the day kind of thing, you know, misspeaking, not being able to speak as well as I used to or not being able to recall words that I'd like to. And like you said, it's kind of like the speed, the volumes like turned down completely. So it's frustrating. So you have to deal with these things on a daily basis. Um, but it should be a positive thing. I mean, we're here, we're alive. We are given this gift, an opportunity to live our lives and then to help others and to help yeah. others understand. Yeah. Okay. Um, I love everything that you just said. And also, I just want to um, uh, point out to the listeners, we're talking about hand jobs as a, a, a career. Um, Misha is an adult film actress. 
Yes, I am. And, side note. Sorry. Yes, <laughs> it's a, it's a side note. You know, it would, hand it'd be weird. You know, oh yeah, yeah. At a um, <laughs> at the sure tax firm. Right? <laughs> as an accountant i was handing out hand jobs that would be a really <laughs> weird accounting agency um but um so uh, uh, speaking on that how long have you been in the industry i've been i really started it full bore i've kind of been my toe in and out of it for about 10 years mm-hmm. but i jumped all the way into the adult industry pool about two and a half years ago okay and then covid happened of course so that was really super helpful for that and yeah, I, I've had a really successful career thus far. I'm, I was nominated last year, mul- multiple awards for AVN Expos, all these different awards. And then my, they actually did a showcase DVD. It's an adult, it's a triple X showcase, personal mm-hmm. showcase. And my stroke stuff was in it and it was just critically acclaimed and, and nominated across the board and were actually cutting a mainstream documentary from that. That so, is amazing. That be interesting. No, that, I think that's great. Crazy. Any way that we can advocate, any way that we can get this information out to the masses, I am on board with 100%. Because yeah. as for strokes, ni- this is mind-blowing. 90% of all strokes can be prevented. 90%. Yeah. You know, my stroke, 100% was preventable. It was just my idiocy that made it happen. But we have to explain to people, number one, what a stroke is, what are the signs of stroke, and then what to do if you have any of these signs. Most importantly, mm-hmm. get to the doctor. Immediately. Don't ignore things. Yeah. Don't do things like, I really feel like something really bad is happening. I was going to hang out for like nine hours. Probably just, a really like, bad idea. Sex again and go like, you know, <laughs> like, just, you know, pass out. All right. You know, like, get, okay. If, if you think that you have a stroke, having sex afterwards Probably not the best idea, even though at some point you're going to hit the point where you're going to be like, I don't know if I'm coming or going. Not a good idea. Go straight to the hospital. (laughs) I I am thinking about in hindsight, it's like, well, you know, and the thing is, I wouldn't have gone. I didn't want to go there because Mm -hmm. we were literally in this tiny town. And if I, I was like, if I'm having a stroke. I don't know if this is the best place I want to be to. No. You Do actually probably mean? made the best decision to go to a place that you were familiar with where you yeah. knew what the medical care was. And I had just world-renowned medical care. Um, good, my good. doctors, my neurologists, my cardiologists, they're all just wonderful. And they were, you know, the hospital staff was delightful. And um, they would come in and one of the nurses like braid my hair and we go for walks. Oh, that's, that's so... It, that's, was, that care is so sweet, and it means so much to us in those really vulnerable times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you you feel empty during yeah. that first, especially like the first, I'd say like, I don't know, for me, it was probably a couple months, but the mm-hmm. the really drastic emptiness, loneliness it came right away and like in the hospital and then like probably a week or two following that. Because then you have a damaged brain that's trying to process everything that just happened to. And what does your life look like? You know, I am lucky that I actually regained probably 80%, if not more, of my physical abilities back. Amazing. And and like, I'm so thankful for that, but it's also frustrating to me because people don't, 
get it still because they're like, oh, you don't look like you had a stroke. I, I'm so glad you like recovered from your stroke. And I'm like, eh, I'm not, I haven't recovered. I don't think I'm ever going to recover, honestly. Look, you and I make a lot of people uncomfortable because we, and I'm doing the quote fingers, we look so normal, mm-hmm. you know? So again, this well, is skin deep. That's that. all it is. It's skin deep. Yeah. They don't, they don't want to show any kind of not remorse, but they don't want to visualize themselves in us, like right. which I understand that completely. And it's easier to just like push it off and say, think of it as like that's a compliment, even though it's kind of like a backhanded it's, compliment. It's it's so bad. It's very dismissive of what we we feel because it's right. like it's very superficial. You look great, yeah, yeah but yeah. inside it's chaos. But I don't want to talk about that. But you look good. It's it's yeah. very frustrating. It's very annoying. It's no. it's one of the top things that you just should never say to a brain injury survivor. You just don't. No, not at all. You look great. I, like you must. I have do understand. Yeah. Right. I do understand. They're just trying to connect. I get right. that. And it's like so. I, so it, 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 I, I give them a little bit of leeway. You're trying to connect. That's fine. Just the one thing I try to like. This is why I talk about it often. You can never understand what we go through. You no, absolutely you cannot. So for number one, first and foremost, do not compare. If I'm saying I'm tired, I'm feeling fatigued, do not tell me, oh, I'm tired too. Yeah, it does not work that way. I had um, the the frustrating thing is because we have neuro fatigue. It's completely different than physical fatigue. When you go to the gym, because somebody was like, oh, I went to the gym and I woke up early for work and I picked up the kids and I'm exhausted. I was like, that's that's fine. I, I, I woke up. And I read two lines of something and I had to take like a six hour nap. The difference between exhaustion and fatigue is like with the neuro fatigue, when you're tired after working out, you can go to sleep, rest, Mm -hmm. your body recharges and you feel fine. You wake up refreshed with neuro fatigue. You can sleep for weeks and wake up just as tired. Mm -hmm. It does not go away. It's not, it's just not the same thing. So stop comparing. Yeah. They don't get, I, I sleep. During the day, in the morning, at night, all the time. And everybody's always like, oh, and you're sleeping again. Or or you you must have worked so hard today. And it's like, unbelievable audacity that you have. Because then people like equate that to like, you're lazy or that like I'm milking it still. Like people that are still like, they're like, oh, are you still like trying to blame the stroke for stuff? Like, what? (laughs) People are, oh my God, the nicest way to put this is People are fucking ignorant. <laughs> That's the best no, no, way like, to describe it. You know, it, it's 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 really really hard because you and I, for the most part, we suffer from invisible deficits. You can't mm-hmm. see what we go through. You know, what you can't see. You can't see um, flooding, which is just the the overwhelming sensations we have when the information is coming at us too fast. They can't mm-hmm. see the difficulty that that we have processing. You know, the constant feeling of overwhelmed, like you can't see that. You can't see neuro fatigue. You can't see brain fog. You can't see that stuff. We suffer from that every single day. It's very uncomfortable for us. You know, (laughs) don't compare. I guess the best way, just don't compare. Don't be a dick. I've been saying this forever. Like I've been saying this since 2020, 2020, don't be a dick. 2021, don't be 2022, don't be a dick. Just don't say anything. You know, if you want to understand, talk to us, we'll explain don't compare, take or it in. I guess that's the best. Or make assumptions yeah. ever, you know? Net. It's just crazy that they do, too. It's like it's like they are, have determined in their mind, you know, oh, you look good, you're, you're fine, so what's the big deal? Why are we still, like, talking about this? Because that, again, like, 
that's because there's a lack of understanding yes. about what strokes are. Generally, like the general public does a significantly warped perspective on what strokes really are and what surviving one looks like because they yes. think that they're like oh and people always tell me too that's so funny they're like oh my god you had a stroke that you're so young uh my grandpa had a stroke and you know he's like he's like fucked up from it and i'm like well yeah but but he, because they meant like physically or they right. died or you know right and they're like wow you like really did like well you know, going through recovery, and it's like it but, literally your grandpa and I are the same person, 100%. essentially. Like, even though my face, thank God, came back, um, and some people's unfortunately don't, but those deficits they range, it's a series of it our brains and everyone are our thumb, our brains are fingerprints, they're snowflakes, yeah. no two are the same. So, you and I yeah. can have the exact same thing and have completely different things happen to us, yeah, you know. Yeah. I, I tell people this all the time now. You know, Luke Perry passed away recently over the past two years. He had a stroke two years ago, and he passed away from his stroke. Luke Perry yeah. and I would be the exact same age today. We both had the exact same stroke. He had really? a hemorrhagic stroke just like me. I am functional, which gives me a lot of survivor's guilt. It gives me a lot of, like, it, there's so many issues that come with that, but that sure. just proves, and again, this is a celebrity who I'm sure had access to the best medical care. Right. He didn't make it. I did. No strokes are the same. No brain yeah. injury impacts people the exact same because we're all unique individuals. Mm -hmm. And as for recovery, recovery is ongoing. That's just yeah. what that Hurry. is. Yeah. I, I stress to people that an alcoholic will can never have a drink the rest of their lives they will always be a recovering alcoholic right? right you and i can go forward and hopefully we will and never have any more issues but you and i will always be recovering from a brain injury always yeah. that's just what this is yeah. um i spoke to uh, a survivor and because i was struggling with the fatigue like mm -hmm. i early on my first year this is why i'm saying you're so early in this yeah. my first year i would fall asleep mid-sentence oh yeah I'd be talking to somebody. I would just nod off. Like I was like, I was doped up, but I wasn't, I was just so tired. I would just knock out. I asked, I was, she was around, you know, 15, 16, 17 years out. And I said, how does it get better? And she says, yes and no. She said, I, she went, when I say years, she went years with no issues, no issues, no problems. No, like she had the brain fog really hard. And then like, it just went away forever. And then Years and years and years later, it came back with a vengeance. And she was like, there was a patch of a few months where just the fatigue, the fog hit. I couldn't focus. I couldn't. It, 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 she's like, so it's an ebb and flow. You just have to be mm -hmm. aware of it. So just when you think you're out of the water, I'm not saying this to be a fear monger. I'm not. I'm just saying this to educate no, people. Reality. Just just understand you might not be out of the world. Just be prepared. I want our I, my head's in the clouds. I want everything to be fine. I want everybody to heal 100 percent. But I also have a foot on the ground. The reality is yeah, these issues might creep up, you know. Also, you have to kind of like look at when, okay, well, why am I so fatigued? Did I do a lot today? Was a lot of overthinking? Was I around some negative people? Were the emotions weird? Mm -hmm. Were the, is it the lights? Is it the, the sense? Like there's a lot of things, you know, it's a puzzle trying to figure out like what happens. Have you figured out with your brain injury, like when your deficits kick in, like your memory, do you, do you know like certain times where there it's a little bit worse than other days? Yeah. I really think that I think stress 
induces a lot of it for sure. It's constant, but then there's sometimes where you're like, why did I forget that of all things? Like, that's not typical thing. And then I start panicking. I'm like, am I just losing it altogether? Like, am I just losing my mind completely? That, that like, does not, the panic that. doesn't help. <laughs> the panicking yeah, does not help. <laughs> and then I get, you know, it's like stress, but then, and then I'm like angry, anxious. And then it brings back all the feelings that I had around that time too. Right. And I, after, immediately after I went into a serious depression, yeah, very serious common. depression, which is very, very common. And I would wake up every day and tell myself that this isn't real, what you feel. I mean, your brain is playing a trick on you, basically. Like, you know, this is, your perception of reality is skewed and it's yeah. not, it's not, this pain is not real. I mean, you, you, it feels real, you know, it is right. real in a sense, but, you know, it's not, <laughs> it's not the end of the world. You're going to make it, but just to be so emotionally just confused and miserable and then, you're trying to, especially for me, because I have a public life right. for um, the most part, and it was hard to go through those kind of things like depression and suffering and being lonely. And like, and I, my emotional range is so all over the place. Like, I cry, like, I'll just be talking about nothing, like, nothing. And I'm just crying. Like, they make fun, everyone makes fun of me now because they're like, Oh, Misha looked at a cloud and she's crying. Like it's true. I, I just fuck you guys. I'm like that's how it is, you know. That's that's I just, okay. I I do the same thing, and I'm a guy. <laughs> like <laughs> at the drop of a hat, I'm in tears. I'm watching a commercial. I'm like, God, that was so sweet. And I'm just oh, like in tears. It's the worst. Yeah, it's not. Well, it's just like this. I'm like, here we go. You know, like it's just gonna come on again. But it was difficult to have, and then have that be such a big dramatic like change too. And then you're these internal battles that you're having with yourself. And then now, like for me, I was so bent on making it a positive thing and to right. be exemplary to other survivors and, and just to anyone that's ever struggled with anything. And I firmly believe that I wanted to be the one to say, like, you can get through anything. And I, I believe that, but I hid my hurts and my pains is like almost like a sacrifice for that cause. That's, so that on the surface, I'm, you know, it's understandable. Is, it's positive and it's understandable. Great. It's, it's the worst thing to do for yourself. Also, yeah. I almost cried right now when you saying that because <laughs> yeah, I, I know it means the world to me that you have the same kind the same heart that I have. I, yeah. I do this, and at a certain point, I wanted to give this up. I was like, I, it's too overwhelming. It's too much. I can't do it. And then a survivor reached out, and she just, like, she saved my recovery. She was like, I, she said I, I gave her and her husband hope. Broke down, and I realized in that moment, this is bigger than me. Are you a stroke or brain injury survivor looking for community and support? Well, the Neuro Nerds are here to help. Join our hashtag YouSoRock Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash YouSoRock to connect with other survivors like you. Plus, read other inspirational brain injury survivor stories on Joe's blog at joesorocks.com slash YouSoRock. And submit your stories there as well. We want to hear them. And remember, you, you so, so rock. rock. <laughs> so 
you know, it's bigger than me. So there's too many people out there that need to know that they can make it, you know, you sharing your story, you being this vulnerable, you just crying whenever you you need to, that's showing other people out there that like, oh, I I can do that too, you know? Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. The messages that I'm sure I can't even imagine the messages that you get, but I get, I've gotten dozens and dozens from people and a lot of people they've actually watched the there's a there's a clean version of my it's like a clip on youtube because okay is it about five minutes it's like yeah it's about did you watch that just i just watched it this morning yeah and i'm gonna be full disclosure because i'm always honest with my people i cried like a little girl like i just the waterworks hit and it this is there's a reason here misha i'm wearing the shirt that i'm wearing this is my i almost died shirt it's one of the most difficult things to say out mm-hmm. loud. The first time I, I remember it was my first full year. I couldn't utter the phrase. I had a stroke. I almost died because I would just lose it yeah. because then it made it real. Right. I th- There's a company, two survivors, uh, sisters, really and uh, it. uh, it's called like it or not lion apparel. And it says I almost died. So I wear this with pride. Now I talk about it all the time, I'm like a cartoon character. I basically wear the exact same thing every day. I um, love it though. It's it's taking back the power from this phrase because the reality is we did almost die. Now, yeah. you can look at it. You can go two different ways. I almost died. That is the saddest, most impactful thing to ever happen in my life. It's depressing. It's crazy. I miss my old. You go like down this really dark rabbit hole mm-hmm. or it's a choice. You can say, yes, I almost died, but, but. I didn't. I didn't. I'm here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm here. Why am I here? Am I here? to complain and be bitter and angry and frustrated and sad? Or am I here to truly live the life I feel like I was meant to live, Mm -hmm. right? I've chosen to be better. I've chosen to break old habits, to break the cycle of of my upbringing, to help inspire and hopefully be a, a, a pillar in this community and a beacon of light because I know that's what I needed and that's what I wanna give to, this is what I wanna give to this world, you know, give back to our community, which is so beautiful. You mentioned feeling isolated. Mm-hmm. And I say this frequently now, isolation does not come from not having people around. Isolation comes from not feeling understood. Mm-hmm. And after a brain injury, it's almost impossible for a normie, that's what I call people without brain injuries. Nurse, for, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's almost impossible Nurse. for a normie to understand what it's like for us to live function wake up with a brain injury so mm-hmm. that's why it's so essential that's why it's so important that we connect in the community Who, um were you able to speak with other survivors early in your recovery you know not really early on because i didn't have i didn't have resources at that point or i didn't seek them i knew there mm-hmm. were resources but i really wanted to deal with it at first it was it was like it was great because that like positivity that I had it really was genuine and fueled that journey to, to that's what made me want to do the documentary I was like mm-hmm. we need to to show the world one because I do porn it's difficult too because the people don't care about people in the adult industry for the most part right you mm-hmm. have your role your and your purpose no one cares that like you have health problems or kids or families they don't care so my mission was to it always has been to humanize the industry that i'm in and this was an opportunity and i felt that was my purpose and my calling in doing so and 
getting when I started getting the messages because slowly stuff we were, you know the clips and the YouTube clips of my interview after the stroke came out mm-hmm. before the the movie did, and that's when I started getting messages from survivors and I save all of them and I respond to all of them too. That's amazing. I I love that. Like I don't respond to anybody's messages, but I, I, Oh, whenever I see a stroke one, I just like, and it, and I start crying obviously. And it just breaks my heart. Like, but I, and I know their pain. And I actually had this girl reach out to me recently and she was inspired by my YouTube video, the interview, uh, to reach out. And she was saying that that really made her feel better. And she like, hasn't left her house in months. And she actually went out and walked her dogs, things like that. Like, I don't care if I never do anything else in my life. That's why we do these things. Yes. And it does like it. I'm not going to like hide the fact that it takes a huge portion of us to do so. It's not easy to do. It is, I would consider it a sacrifice, but it's so worth it to be that example for people because you're saving people's lives at the very least. Like you're putting a smile on someone's face that they may not have had without you. They may not have had access to resources. They may not have understood what strokes were, you know, now hopefully they can recognize. And to be kinder to people too that have, you know, recovered from these things. But for survivors to come together over other people's strokes, because I have kind of a public, you know, stroke. And I'm lucky that I did because I'm lucky that I'm in the position that I'm in. I'm lucky that I have the job that I have that drew attention to it because it's so wonderful to hear from people And I love talking with them. I just love it. I love hearing their stories. And I, this is what I want to do. And like you said, too, it's like, this is our cause now. Everything in my life revolves around wanting to help people and wanting to even just to listen. It's It's wild, isn't it? It's wild. It's, 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 it's something, it's indescribable. This thing that I think you and I both have, where it's just like, you know, it's, it's an instinctive thing where it's like, I not, I want to help. I have to help. And I'm going to, despite how tired I am, like I'll always push through because I do feel that it's, it's bigger than me, you know, like, and you it's it's the reach that you and I have, not just you and I, any of us in the community, anytime we share a story, we're making the world a better place. We're changing right. lives. We are like we are legitimately changing lives, even if it's just well, I brought a smile to that person's face that that moment of connection can actually save a life. A life. It really can. Mm-hmm. That on top of that, we're bringing awareness to people who didn't really know what these things are. Hopefully we can prevent people from being part of this really cool kids club, you know, Um, and have a little bit more empathy and understanding out there in the world. Also, when I, I talk about reach a lot. So for every one survivor that we connect with and change the trajectory of their recovery, make them feel a little bit better. So now they're on, you know, an upward trajectory. 
They are now, we didn't just change their life. We changed the life of the people that they're around, their friends, their family, significant others, coworkers, strangers they connect with from, you know, point A to point B because they're going to be happier. They're going to be a little bit more joyous. Maybe they'll say hi and compliment somebody else. Start a conversation, wear a t-shirt that says I almost died and explain exactly what happened to them. You know, this is how we change the world one survivor at a time, but we have to do it by being open um, with with each other and connecting. And, and I love that you have that heart. I mean, she's amazing. Like I, no. I, and also I love the mental work that you've put into this. One thing I will push back on is we can't be toxically positive. I was toxically yeah. positive for years. I had a friend of mine shake me down on my core when she hit me with, are you genuinely this positive or are you just so afraid of the negative that you'll do anything not to confront it? And I was like, Holy whoa, shit. Whoa. Plot twist. <laughs> it really like it it really like for a full day, I think I was depressed because I realized it took you down. I'm, I'm so afraid of the negativity. Because I, I joke that I'm a recovering Catholic, so I carry a lot of Catholic guilt. <laughs> <laughs> so am I. That's so funny. Like 12. <laughs> so there, there's the connection <laughs> where I was brought up. Don't convenience anybody. Don't inconvenience anybody. Don't tell them about your problems. If you have an issue, just shove it down. Pretend everything is fine. Nobody wants to hear this stuff, which is I grew up with that well into my 30s. And then it's like that wasn't good. It wasn't good. So I had to break that 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 cycle. I I had to break it. It it wasn't good. So now it's not um, it's not normal for me to talk about this stuff like it, Mm -hmm. it, it almost it's weird to share what I feel yeah. or if somebody like pisses me off or makes me angry, it's not my go-to to be like, Hey, don't do that. That makes, that makes me, me feel this yeah. way. I don't, yeah. I didn't know what boundaries were, you know? So yeah. now like I, I love boundaries and yeah. I love self care and I love acknowledging the fact that, Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm pretty depressed right now. Like, but it's just a moment in time. You're right. It, depression is like a beast, right? It's not true. It'll make you feel right. things that aren't real. It'll make mm-hmm. you feel like a burden. It'll make you feel like, you know, it, it just, it's, it's, I joke, it's like, it's like Gollum, you know, it's like just this, this, this thing that's turning you into something else. Um, It's a monster, but it's a liar, you know, but I do say, feel your feelings. If you're feeling depressed and anxious and sad, feel sad, you know, yeah. your feelings are real. But once you feel those feelings, take a step back and say, okay, now is this the reality? Right. If you can do that, I think you'll be in a much better place, like emotionally. You seem like you're in a really, really good emotional place. Was that work or are you naturally this like in tune with your your feelings? I've always been really in tune with myself. I think that's what part of the issue was with with being so depressed after the stroke is I felt like I lost that connection to myself. Oh, and wow, yeah. like my awareness of how I was feeling because I couldn't decipher what was actually me feeling it or actually my damaged brain um it was putting out different because it changed me so much internally um that i had to almost like get to know myself again and to figure out what triggered me or how i handle situations i've always been very in tune with myself so when that connection got disrupted on such a severe level it threw me into total chaos. And I'm just now starting to be more honest about that with myself and with others, because like you said, it's like toxic positivity. And 
when you're like a martyr for the cause, you know, you can't, I felt like I, I couldn't, I mean, I shared publicly, I mean, I was crying. That was honest. That was real. That's how I felt. But since then, you know, I've always been, and I still will be, continue to be, and I do genuinely believe in, in the cause, but I never before would be like, I started drinking a lot after my stroke that no one really knew I hit it that would make things worse and that would spiral and so like some of these things because I just didn't feel normal you know I just felt abnormal I was like I'm gonna drink it makes me feel a little bit better yeah you're trying to numb yourself yeah you numb out and so then I started catching myself where I'm like I was denying that I had an issue I knew I had an issue the whole time but I it started getting worse and worse and worse and it's like you really need to, to calm down on this. And I still like still deny to most people that there ever was an issue or is an issue. Mm -hmm. And that's always been kind of my go-to, but it's crazy because I've never been had an addictive personality to anything. Right. And, but the last year I have struggled with alcoholism. Okay. Can I tell you what you, you've never had either. You've never had a brain injury, you know, it's, you've never had to live with a brain injury. It shifts everything Everything. you you literally you're a new person you are you have to get to know who you are which in turn you have to kind of reintroduce yourself to society and your friends and your family and your loved ones again on top of that you have to figure out you know like well which way do I want to go (laughs) you know yeah who am I going to be now am I going to evolve or am I going to devolve like you have to figure all this stuff out and the thing is there's no like end date to this no, there's no like, oh, that's it. No, it's yeah. it's ongoing. You forever. You, yeah. You can have dips. That's OK. Just like, let's not stay down. Let's not do that. Right. You know, well, and that's what I think the biggest thing was, is, is it, when I acknowledge it and allow myself a minute. That's what right. I always tell my friend. I'm like, give yourself a minute, <laughs> which could equate to like three days or a week or whatever it is. You know, right. I'm like, give yourself that time to be a mess. To be whatever you want to be and to be totally honest and brutally honest with yourself. Like, so now I'm like, and that has changed for me in so many positive ways because now I'm like, you know what? I don't want to continue to hide everything. I don't want to continue to pretend everything's fine. It's not fine. I'm depressed. I, you know, I've thought about suicide and I never would have before. I've, you know, and I have a son like that I take care of myself. So it's like, you know, I never would think that, but my brain is not well. So what I've decided is, you know, if this isn't working, you step back and so, and I say, give yourself a minute. Like, and I never did that before. I'm a workaholic. I went back to work after I had a stroke. I was shooting scenes two weeks later. Get I never the, gave Oh myself. my God. Are you serious? But, yeah. My comeback scene was two weeks later. I had a heart monitor on in my comeback scene. <laughs> oh my gosh. <gasps> that against everybody's. So... <laughs> yeah. Up. Yeah. It, it, in the nicest <laughs> way possible. No shit. Nobody would yeah. say do that. <laughs> no. That's crazy. And I never went like now because I've had, I think, like, because I didn't have a break. I was depressed, mm-hmm. but I didn't have like a breakdown until like recently. Right. Um, I had like almost to the year point here and now I'm breaking down. But I think it's more it approaches. It's bringing everything. It's becoming real. It's becoming more and more real on top of the fact that your neurons are connecting in a way that they haven't before. 
right. know? Yeah. And not to <laughs> not to throw you for a loop, this might happen again year two. Year oh, two is when all your like neurons are like reconnecting and then you, your true recovery will start from everybody that I've talked to from every like I thought I was dipping. I really thought yeah. that because I was like, oh, I don't have any of the fog or the fatigue. And maybe about um, a year and like eight, nine months, I felt like I was brand new. I was exhausted all the time. I was falling asleep mid-sentence. I was like, I'm reverting. Like, I'm going backwards. When I talked to um, a, a really, really good friend of mine, you know, Dr. Karen Sullivan, she explained to me, she was like, no, 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 your brain is actually truly healing. So the exhaustion you're feeling is actually everything connecting the way it's supposed to. Interesting. So she's like, you're not reverting. Right. You're actually healing. And I was like, oh, thank but the depression it's it's a steady thing depression mm-hmm. you know because again we are brand new people we're dealing with this really life-altering events that happen mm-hmm. to us that nobody could possibly understand except for us right except for us. yeah but so it, dealing with that by yourself it's it must it's overwhelming it's to Super. the point where like i don't want to do this anymore no, I, I don't exactly that every time I would feel that way because I'm right there. Like I've had these thoughts too, because anything is better than this. Mm-hmm. Anything. It That That's is scary. just a, it's scary. a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Now in the moment, it doesn't seem temporary in the moment. It seems like this is just what life is and it's never yeah, going to get any forever, better. And it's never going to change. And this is, so why keep doing this? You know, that's, that's Gollum. That's Gollum yeah. talking. That's that demon messing with you and lying to you, you know? So in those moments, you know, if you can find some kind of help, find somebody to talk to, Hey, the neuro nerds, we are always here to help, you know, reach out to somebody because you don't have to go through this thing alone. This is the one thing I love about our community. Everybody's so helpful for the most part. Wonderful. Wonder. Yeah. For the most part. There's always always has to be one or two. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 A couple of those. No, there's, (laughs) I love this community so much. That's why like, it truly of everything that I do, you know, getting even, even this is just the best thing in the world to me and for me. Um, because it makes me so happy and to know that people will listen to it and gain something from it. Right. It's like, it's just the most wonderful healing part of my recovery is, is this, um, I love it. Like I absolutely love it. And, when I get overwhelmed with stuff too, and want to just like throw in the towel, it's, I save those messages so that I'm like, you, you can't turn your back to people. You can have right. a minute though. You can have for a minute. Sure. For and sure. Respect like, your feelings. And I, I honestly, I was kind of, I publicly kind of was having a minute. I think people thought I was going to like go Brittany and shave up my head and everything for a second. Cause they're like, cause I'm not, I'm very like, I've, if something's bothering me, I am no, it's great. Everything is fine. You know, and I always have been. So when I had, I was like, and when I decided that I'm allowing myself to have a minute, then I let the whole world know I was having a minute and people were like scared of that (laughs) because, but it was honest. And that's the way I said, I was like, honestly, I'm not okay right now. And it's okay to not be okay. A hundred percent. It's okay. I am so proud of you for doing that because that's a massive step. It's hard to do. It's not, it's not easy. This no, is not well, easy. That's why the judgment and the, yeah, you know, there's you know, a lot of people out there who are yeah. just like, I never say broken. You and I, we are like battered and bruised. We're never broken, 
yes. because we've made the choice to be better, right? There are a lot of right. broken people out there because they've decided to just not yeah. do anything about it right. and just like feed into Gollum and listen to Gollum. We're like, no, 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 Gollum, fuck off. We're going to be okay. Right. <laughs> so yeah. the fact that you made those moves and the fact that you're like, you know what? I have to be this. I'm going to do this. I'm so proud of you because I know how difficult it is. It's so hard, but you're doing it. You're doing it. And I hope you understand how big of a deal that is. So on your one year stroke anniversary, I hope you fucking celebrate like hard and really take a step back and be so proud of your journey where you were and where you are right now. I'm sure is just, you you won't even recognize the people. No, you know, and that's it's beautiful part about it. And that's what I've said. It's like it gave me exactly what I needed at the time I needed it um, in more ways than one, you know, Um, one even professionally gave me a platform, but it gave me a purpose because before that I was kind of lost in work. I didn't really know, feel like at home anywhere, like relationship issues and I always have kind of felt like a lost puppy um, in a sense, like just not really fitting into anything or any, you know, I just never really knew what I wanted to do. And then obviously porn was 100% what I wanted to do forever. And I just denied it. But then when I got into it, I just, I just felt just kind of like blah, like a bag mm-hmm. in the wind. And when this happened as, you know, upsetting as it was and it, it you know causing all these different emotional um challenges and whatnot but it gave me true purpose and joy and it makes me just so grateful every day for just having the opportunity to do something or really said do nothing if i want to right. but to change other people's lives and to to help other people, there's no greater gift in the world than that. It's other wild. than surviving, you know, yeah, like it's survive, that's wild, it. isn't it? Like the feeling that you get from helping another, especially somebody else that's going through something that we've gone through. Yeah. I kind of see it as like, there's a lot of stuff that I wish I had at the time. I didn't. So I want to give that to people. I don't want people to go through the things that I went through. There are a lot of dicks out there who are like, no, well, I didn't do it. And they, no, 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 no. I want to make this world better for people as opposed to just, well, well, I went through it, so you have to go through it too. It's like, no, like, let's be no. better. Let's be yeah. kind. I agree. I 2022, agree. don't be a dick. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's don't, a be a dick. don't be a dick. Seriously, just be kind to others, and you never know what someone is going through. So uh, why ever. would you choose to be an asshole to someone that you don't know what they're going through? Look, you know? as a brain injury survivor, I I know how difficult getting through a mundane, boring, have nothing to do day is. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's almost impossible. It's like a Herculean feat just yeah. to get through a nothing day, let alone everything. And I got to tell you, almost everyone I speak to, they do it with such grace, smile on their face, mm-hmm. pushing through, despite the fact that internally it's chaos yeah it it really is like you wouldn't understand so be kind to everybody again Mm -hmm. just because look you and i we carry this weight really well i agree does not mean that it's not fucking heavy yeah it's so heavy emotionally this is so heavy recovery sometimes it's so dark it's so terrible and i've said this and i've seen it you know they say 
is so bad. I would never wish it on my worst enemy. Mm-hmm. I would 100% wish it on my worst enemy. They're your worst enemy. Of yeah. course you want to wish these horrible things on them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I never understood that expression either. Be like, well, yeah, I mean, if, if that's that bad, then you yeah. would definitely want them to go I would. Through. <laughs> Definitely wish that on them. But that being said, be be kind, like really to everybody, because you never know the wars that that person is fighting, you know, behind yeah. the scenes. And again, really take this in. Just because we carry this weight well does not mean it's not heavy. This is really, really rough. You do carry this weight well. You really do. And I'm really, really impressed with how kind and not that I expected you to be a jerk. I didn't. You know, like, ah, you just, I don't know about that one. <laughs> there, there, there's some people like I'm, I'm like modern day hippie, you know, like I, yeah. I, I smoke weed. I wear like natural deodorant Hey, modern day hippie Joe. So like I feed off of people's energy. You have like a great aura about you. Like you really do. You, you're, you're so kind. And I, I really uh, appreciate how you're just like, hey, I, I want to help this community. And I love that. And it speaks to me. And I just appreciate that so much. This is the point of the show where we are the neuro nerds over here. So I do have to ask, Misha, what is your nerdum? Uh, Lord of the Rings. <gasps> stop, stop. Are you serious? Uh, oh, yeah. So I have, uh, I don't know if you can see it. That's the ring in Sauron. And then I have my whole, like, my uh, Oh, my. It's the eye of Sauron. Are you serious? This is the so one episode. That Lauren is going to be so jealous that she is not on. I have like $10,000 worth of Lord of the Rings memorabilia that I've been collecting for years. I have like swords and like. Okay, I am going to connect you with Lauren because that needs to happen. And Lauren is, I always say she's the James Brown of everything she does. She's like the busiest human being in the world. She will take time for this connection. So Lauren speaks several different languages because she's a genius and it's annoying. She also <laughs> speaks some Elvish. I I was learning for a while too. Like, so Are you serious, I- Misha? <laughs> Are you nerd? <laughs> I wear like the ears like in the prosthetics and I have all the gowns and I go to like the, if they ever have, they don't have them much anymore, but they had marathons at the theater. We would camp out in a tent and go. I- I did that once. Um, um, uh, Felice and I, we went to see the the Lord of the Rings trilogy, the director's cut, the ones that yeah. are like four and a half hours. Yeah, so we spent, yeah. I think it was like 13 or 14 straight hours in a theater with yeah. like 20 minute breaks. Basically, yeah. we almost got blood clots sitting there for so long. It yeah. was the most magnificent moment of my life. It was like so good. It was like the oh. best thing ever. You are such a nerd and I love it. <laughs> Isn't that great? I have, there's like uh, the local newspaper in Reno, Nevada did this whole article about me, about my collection. Cause they were just like, it was so wild. I, I am. So okay. I thought you were pretty cool. You're like on another level now. Like I'm super like, I'm a star Wars guy. I was born Are in 77. Okay. I, I, like I was born in, in 77. So like, I, Oh yeah. I got Django Fett in the background over here. Oh Yeah. 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 Okay. There, there, so I, you I have most then. Star Wars tattoos. So I have like my um Harry Potter tattoo, but then I have like TIE Fighters and Oh my god, I love it. It's so awesome. <laughs> so like I'm a big Star Wars guy. Lauren is Lord of the Rings all day, every yep. day. Don't even get okay. don't even get her started on the Hobbit. She'll just like break it down and oh yeah she'll nerd rage will kick in. She's amazing. This yeah, is Yeah, I get nerd rage over Lord of the Rings too. I'm like, this, what do you mean? 
This is amazing. Like I am just, honestly, I'm taking it back. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Oh, so funny. I love oh it. God. Oh my well, God. I'm so happy. I'm going to watch Lord of the Rings and I'll bring that, up my stuff. You know what? Yes, yes, and yes. This, yes. this, this is the thing that has to happen. Like, look, I always say, look, we are all part of this amazing Cool Kids Club. Like, we're all family here. Like, you're family, like, on another level now. Because right. I had no idea that you were, like, super nerdy like this. Right. There's, there's, like, a delicious type of nerdum that when it comes oh, to, like, it. sci-fi... And like yeah. fairy tale ish, like so fantasy. like yeah, Lord, Lord of the Rings, like D- Dungeons and Dragons. That's yeah. like Serious. don't say. Are you Dungeons and Dragons? You know, I never got into Dungeons and Dragons. You would expect it. You would expect. Lauren it. tried to get me into Dungeons and Dragons, and at some point, I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna nerd shame her the entire time. <laughs> I understand. I understand the irony. I'm a nerd. I get it. I'm a cool nerd. There are, cool levels. there are levels there, of nerds. There are yeah. levels. And as cool as you are, as cool as Lauren is, I will nerd shame you guys all Do day, it. every day. This is incredible. <laughs> Misha, I got to tell you, I this has been a breath of fresh air. It really has been. It's been a lot of fun. I would love to have you back on at some point to continue this conversation because I think you're brilliant and I love your passion for helping. Like, I, I really do. A friend of mine, Dina uh, from TAF, uh, the the aneurysm and AVM foundation. Mm-hmm. She said something um, where she said she's a servant. She realized early on in life that she's a servant. She, she lives to serve people and, and the community mm-hmm. and her community just so happens to be our community. And I thought about that and I was like, I don't like that. I don't like the word servant. I didn't like that. But the more yeah. and more I thought about it, I'm like, Oh my God, I, I'm a, I'm a servant. I'm a servant to our community because I would mm-hmm. do anything for any of us, I'd run through a brick wall for any of us if it meant, you know, helping you on your journey. Because I understand how difficult this this is. So, um, you are you are right there with me. You are a helper. I'm not gonna say servant. You are a a an incredible, yeah, yeah, amazing helper in this community. And I just I, I love your passion. And I look forward to seeing like what we can do as a community, as a collective, to change the world for all of us amazing people. I agree. I um I I'm so looking forward to the future. I'm thrilled that I was able to come on and we're BFFs now. I'm so excited. It's just it's so wonderful. Like it's just, I can't wait to make fun of you more for Lord of the Rings. I know, yeah, now you had to like <laughs> call me and bug me about my Lord of the Rings. What are you doing? So, Lord of the Rings nerd. <laughs> you nerd. So this is the point of the show where we get out all the socials. If they wanted to reach out to you, Misha, where can they reach out to you? My Instagram is uh, the Misha Montana, as well as my Twitter is the Misha Montana. There's heavy adult stuff on my Twitter for fair warning. So if I'm getting, r-rated x-rated uh twitter um i my website is mishamontana.com i'm actually working right now on i which i will show you when i'm done with it i doodle stick figures like stroke because i can't draw so i do like just take a sharpie and do like doodle stick figures so i'm doing that in a book and it's kind of like it's a weird it's explicit stick figures right so i'm turning it into a coffee table book that i want to donate any of the proceeds to the to the american stroke association so um i'm actually in the top 30 porn star contest right now too where my charity is the stroke foundation uh, or stroke.org so so there's some cool stuff coming too if you go to my instagram and click all the links all my links then you can see all the crazy things, random things I do. I am so on board with that. I think that's amazing. I love that you're doing something creative. You're that you're doing something in your field and you're doing it for our community. This is just incredible. I'm excited. More more nerdum, 
More nerdum. You know, I'm, 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 stick people, <laughs> creative. It's actually pretty amazing. Also, I, I, I love like the double entendre of your industry and donating to the Stroke Association. So, I mean, <laughs> the jokes are there. <laughs> you sh- you have no idea how many great captions I have on Instagram where they're all like stroke related. And people are like, these stroke captions you're coming up with are just like so good. I'm like, yeah, because like, it's like, you know, one stroke, two stroke. And then like the, there's a dirt biker that I know that was involved. And so every time I say it, it's like, it's like one stroke, two stroke, four strokes, like stroked out, you know, because it's just like, there's so much you can do with it. You can just do all these things. It's endless entertainment. So obviously you definitely have to go uh, uh, follow Misha everywhere. Um, You can also attempt to reach out and connect with my tiny, beautiful ass-kicking co-host Lauren at Lauren L. Manzano on Instagram. Reach out to me at Joso Rocks on all the socials. Reach out to us, the Neuro Nerds, at the Neuro Nerds everywhere misha i gotta tell you like really this has been uh, uh, amazing i really feel that you know you're doing just a, a tremendous help for our community and i'm so thankful for it i'm so excited for your one-year stroke anniversary. also i failed to mention we're recording this on international woman's day and i specifically oh, yes, right. you know I, I was like there is no better way to celebrate international woman's day than sharing having this conversation and you sharing your story you know i'm speaking to a powerful warrior rock star queen on this beautiful day so i'm really thankful for you i i truly am on the when this episode airs i believe it's on the 14th I think it's on the 14th. That's going to be a spectacular day. And I hope that day you celebrate, you celebrate hard because I will be celebrating you because you made it. And we, we, we both made it. We're here to live. We're here to live our best lives, our new evolved versions of ourselves because we almost died. And now we're here to truly live. Yeah. So Misha on that incredible, we are now BFFs because you're a big nerd. I'm I'm big nerd. I will nerd shame you forever. Note. Bring it on. Bring it on. (laughs) These neural nerds are out. Bye bye. Oh, that was awesome, Misha. You are amazing. I had no idea you were this type of nerd. I know. See, that's what I hit. When you said it last night, I was like, oh. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please consider leaving us a five-star review on the Apple Podcast app. Your reviews help us grow and reach more listeners like you. Find us by searching for the Neuro Nerds on the Apple Podcast app today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 